Welcome to Mindfulness for the Soul, your daily dose of mental health insights, with your host, John Silimparis. Today we're going to discuss three thinking styles or thinking habits that cause us a great deal of anxiety without us even knowing it. If you can identify these seductive thinking patterns on a daily basis, I promise you, your anxiety will decrease immensely. This is after doing research with my own patients for the last 26 years and also from personal experience. So here are a few things to think about. Remember, identifying what you're specifically thinking when you are feeling anxious or distressed is a very important part of cognitive behavioral therapy. Then by naming these thoughts as cognitive distortions, you begin to process and externalize them as something outside of you, not necessarily an inherent part of you. It's very important to remember. In other words, you are literally relabeling fearful thoughts and worried thoughts and even sad thoughts as cognitive distortions instead of believing them to be true and allowing them to adversely influence your state of reality. That's a big difference. So the mantra, don't believe everything you think, or thoughts are not facts, or even things are not always what they seem, is important to keep in mind here. Just because you have a distressing thought does not mean it's real or true. And if it's a futuristic worry, it doesn't necessarily mean that the bad thing is going to happen. Don't take thoughts at face value. Remember, by changing how we perceive negative thoughts, we are reducing their power over us. They lessen in strength because we see them for what they really are, simply uncomfortable thoughts that sometimes have no value whatsoever, but they appear to look like facts. Spiritual teacher Wayne Dyer said, when you start to change the way you look at things, the things you are looking at start to change. That's very important. I'm going to repeat that again. When you start to change the way you look at things, the things you are looking at start to change. This is also true of negative thoughts and of the three thinking habits we're about to do. So the first one is an excessive need for control, which means that I don't like uncertainty in my life. I always want guarantees in my life and I wanna know the outcome of everything ahead of time. That means that if I relate to stressful situations or to my life in general with an excessive need for control, it's not so much the context that scares me or that worries me, but it's more of the way that I'm relating to it. I'm relating to it with this excessive need to have complete certainty and control. If you always think that way, you will always be anxious. The second one is perfectionism, or what I call all or nothing thinking. That's where I live in a world of duality. I'm either safe or I'm unsafe. I'm good or I'm bad. I'm success or I'm a failure. I'm smart or I'm stupid. If I have a great day and everything goes well, but the day ends with some small thing not going so well, I am a loser or I'm a failure or the whole day is ruined. Perfectionism is all or nothing, meaning 
It's in extremes. There's no gray areas in my thinking. So put excessive need for control and perfectionism together, and you have a perfect storm for constant anxiety because we can never be perfect and we can never have control of everything, but we try to, and that causes us distress when we fail to achieve that. Number three is relying on others for approval or people-pleasing. I don't want anybody to be angry with me. I don't want anybody to be upset with me. I don't want anybody to be disappointed in me. I want everybody to like me all the time. That is also a recipe for anxiety because as we know, we cannot please everybody and we never will. So if you put those three together, excessive need for control, perfectionism, as well as reliance on others for approval, you have an even more perfect storm for extreme anxiety because it's the way that you're relating to the world in those three ways. The context becomes irrelevant. Remember, it's not the load that breaks you down. It's the way you carry it. Okay? So another thing that's important to remember is that, remember, excessive need for control, perfectionism, as well as reliance on others for approval or people-pleasing has probably brought you good results in the past. You're probably very good at your job because of that. You're an attentive and responsible parent because of that. You have an attention to detail. You're very uh, reliable, very responsible in that way. So it has brought us good results, but as we can see, when anxiety strikes, it starts to uh, manifest itself in ways that are very imbalanced. So um, whenever you have these behavior patterns, we're not saying that we want you to let them go, but instead be mindful of them, notice them, observe them, even acknowledge them, accept that perfectionism, control, and reliance on others for approval is a way that you have been relating to, into the world. That's the way that you have adapted to um, dealing with stressful situations. There's nothing wrong with that. So after you acknowledge it, observe, and notice, pull back a little bit and try to balance those thoughts with patience. Try to balance it with self-compassion and look for the gray areas in there. I also say this, why don't you take the mindfulness for the soul challenge, which means the next time you feel anxious about anything, whether you forgot your house keys at home or you are late for an appointment or you're worried about a loved one or you're fretting about an upcoming event, anything, ask yourself, is this my excessive need for control? Is this my perfectionism? Is this my people-pleasing? Am I relying on others for approval? Nothing wrong if you are, but just notice it. And I guarantee you that when you ask that question, while you are anxious, it will always be one of those three. I promise you. I know it's not a good thing to use absolutes because there are no absolutes in the world except maybe for death. But in this case, I have noticed over the years that whenever you are anxious, pull back and ask yourself if it's one of those three, and I bet you it will be. For example, the next time you're driving on the freeway 
and you're in traffic and you're really upset about it, what's going on right there? What you're doing is you're trying to control the flow of traffic, literally. And we know that that's impossible to do. You could text the person who you're going to see or text the people at the appointment you're going to do. And you could tell them, you know, you're going to be late. Or you could try and try a different exit or keep changing lanes and keep flipping people the bird. In the end, you may get there five minutes or 10 minutes earlier. But in the end, you are literally trying to control the flow of traffic. So keep these three in mind. I promise you they will change your life. This week, be an observer. Just notice them. Notice when they pop up and just say, ah, there goes John. I just had another perfectionistic thought. Or there goes John. I just noticed myself saying yes to somebody when I really meant no and I'm people pleasing. Or there goes John. I'm being vulnerable to the idea of uncertainty about a particular thing. And I'm trying to exercise too much control. So again, excessive need for control, perfectionism and reliance on others for approval. If you can decrease these, I promise you, your anxiety will come down immensely. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mindfulness for the Soul. Good luck with your day. And remember, always be kind to yourself. I'm John Silimparis, MFT. Mm-hmm.